Welcome to the 214th day of the year, which means we are now 58.6% of the way through 2022. There's still plenty of time to improve your averages or lower them, depending on the rules of whatever game you may be playing in your head. On paper, today is August 2nd, and there's five months left until Charlottesville Community Engagement will devote its attention to 2023, declared already by the United Nations as the International Year of the Millets. Are you ready? On today's program, Charlottesville is taking precautions in preparation of the five-year anniversary of the Unite the Right rally. A federal judge has dismissed a second lawsuit seeking a House of Delegates race in 2022. Area law enforcement agencies have had a recent crackdown on speeding on US-29. Charlottesville's fire department is deploying more medical equipment on its vehicles, and the Albemarle Board of Supervisors authorizes a lease for the county to lease a portion of a former department store for public safety vehicles. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, Three groups are preparing to hold the second annual Soul of Seaville Festival to celebrate black excellence in Central Virginia. Chic and Classy Image Consulting, 101.3 Jams, and the Ix Art Park Foundation will host the event, which will be held on August 12th, August 13th, and August 14th, and will feature live music and performances, a fashion show, a black artisan market featuring local vendors, food from local black-owned restaurants, a pop-up skate event with De La Roll, an art show called There Are Black People in the Future with the Bridge PAI, and on Friday, there will be a screening of the 1989 film Do the Right Thing with an after-party in The Looking Glass, hosted by Nine Pillars Hip Hop. For details, visit ixartpark.org slash soulofseville. Next week marks five years since the Unite the Right rally and violent conflicts in downtown Charlottesville. Yesterday, the city sent out a press release stating that there is no specific credible threat, but that precautions will be taken. Here's a section from that press release. CPD is maintaining a status of heightened situational awareness and monitoring chatter from intelligence sources to be prepared to increase available coverage downtown and in parks, which can be activated quickly in response to any pop-up emergencies that might occur. The eastern vehicular crossing of the downtown mall at Heather Higher Way will be closed from Thursday, August 11th at 6 p.m. until Sunday morning, August 14th at 6.30 a.m., there is a planned event at the Ting Pavilion for Fridays After Five on Friday. If you're a candidate for the Virginia House of Delegates, it's now pretty much certain you'll be on the ballot in 462 days. That's if you get the nomination or otherwise qualify. Judge David Novak of Virginia's Eastern Federal District Court has dismissed a second lawsuit seeking an election this year. Here's a section from Novak's order to dismiss the case. Like just about everything else in our society, the unprecedented COVID-19 global pandemic impacted the work of the United States Census Bureau, delaying the sending of the results of the 2020 census to the states. That delay meant Virginia did not have updated boundaries for the General Assembly or the House of Representatives until the end of 2021, after the 2021 election. 
At the time, Richmond attorney Paul Goldman had an active suit against the State Board of Elections, arguing that the 2021 elections were unconstitutional because they were based on data from the 2010 census. After several months of legal proceedings, including an appearance before the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, Judge Novak and two other judges ruled in June that Goldman lacked legal standing to have brought the case. A few days later, Richmond author Jeffrey Thomas Jr. filed a second suit based on Goldman's main arguments. Novak's order recounts the long legal saga to this point, including the failure of the Virginia Redistricting Commission to reach consensus on new maps, as well as the COVID-related delays. Here's another section. Because plaintiffs' attempts to lay blame on defendants for the delays caused by the unprecedented pandemic fails, plaintiffs are unable to trace their injuries to defendants. Judge Novak's order is made without prejudice, which means a new suit could be brought, but there are 98 days until Election Day. Vehicular crashes are up on Virginia roads this year, and late last month, area law enforcement agencies teamed up to enforce speeding and distracted driving laws on US-29. On July 21st, Albemarle County Police, Charlottesville Police, and the University of Virginia Police were out in force from the Greene County border to the Nelson County line. Here's Albemarle Master Police Officer Kate Kane. We usually see at least 700,000 vehicles daily on that stretch of roadway. Consequently, it adds up to a lot of crashes, unfortunately. During the one-day initiative on July 21st, there were 197 traffic stops and 201 summons were given out, or tickets. Just over half of those were for speeding. The chances of surviving a crash are dramatically diminished the faster you go. Logic would tell you when speed goes up, survivability goes down. Okay. We don't realize how fragile we are. All right. Even with a seatbelt, even with airbags, even with the best crash prevention technology, we cannot avoid all crashes. Okay, And if you're traveling at 70 miles an hour or higher, your body just can't take that kind of impact. As of today, there have been 527 fatalities on Virginia roads in 2022, according to a dashboard on the Virginia Department of Transportation's website. You can also take a look at a map that depicts crashes going back to 2015 or so. Lots of information out there if you know where to look. Some vehicles used by the Charlottesville Fire Department on medical calls will soon carry additional devices intended to increase the chances of a patient surviving a cardiac arrest. The department secured $64,000 from a community development block grant in the last fiscal year to purchase four chest compression devices to assist in the performance of cardiopulmonary resuscitation, or CPR. These will be placed on two engines and two ambulances. Here's a section from a press release that went out on Friday. Based on neighborhood risk assessment data, residents in all 19 neighborhoods are expected to benefit from deploying these devices, most notably 10th and Page, where the data highlights the significant importance of timely interventions. The department will also begin to implement video laryngoscopes, which are devices that assist with the intubation of patients. The release goes on to state that the air track devices have been used in pre-hospital systems and in emergency departments to improve success in airway management. Yesterday was the first day that Scott Carpenter will serve as the deputy chief of operations for the Charlottesville Fire Department. According to a July 15th press release, Carpenter has been with the department for 22 years. 
You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, since the very beginning of this newsletter, one longtime Patreon supporter has used his shout-out to draw your attention to the work of the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign. This campaign is a coalition of grassroots partners, including motivated citizens and volunteers, partner organizations, and local governments who want to promote the use of native plants. Summer is in high gear, and pollinators are active. Want to learn more? Visit plantvirginianatives.org to download Piedmont Native Plants, a guide for landscapes and gardens. One more segment today, and it's one from a couple of weeks ago, but I felt it was important to get it into a story. So here we go. Albemarle County will move forward with the lease of a former department store at Fashion Square Mall to serve as a new operations facility for fire and police. Lance Stewart is the county's director of facilities and environmental services. It does have a central location. It's got a very large warehouse uh, with a great loading dock. So altogether, it's about 33,000 square feet, which is almost a third of, of the J.C. Penney site. On July 20th, supervisors authorized a lease and signaled a willingness to pay over $3 million in capital costs to get this place ready for public safety work. This has been a known uh, and growing need for m many years, including um, capital requests that were submitted for new construction uh, in the past, but not funded. David Puckett, the Deputy Chief of Operations at Albemarle Fire Rescue, reminded supervisors that they have hired several personnel in recent years to expand capacity. While the vast majority of those positions are out in the field directly providing service, there were a number of administrative positions added to make sure we could successfully onboard, train, and support those personnel long term. Puckett said space is full at the county's offices on 5th Street Extended. The department also now has its own dedicated fleet manager, as well as a mechanic to conduct in-house repairs. All of that requires space, and the JCPenney used to have a tire shop. The lack of a centralized facility has required us to store parts and equipment in fire station closets and warehouse or storage rooms throughout the county. Uh, this has resulted in lost productivity. As an example, if a mechanic is out working on a truck, only to determine that the part needed to complete the repair is halfway across the county, it requires more time and energy to go get the part before they can complete it. Puckett said stations themselves are not really set up for vehicular repair. Albemarle Police Chief Sean Reeves said more space has also been a capital need requested by law enforcement. Some of the uh, capital improvement projects from over 10 years ago, from two chiefs of police ago, uh, called for um, a site that we could use to expand store evidence, store vehicles that are in evidence, and an evidence processing bay that we do not have. Colonel Reeves said using the JCPenney site would cut down the capital cost to build such a place. He also said the traffic unit would move to the new location, freeing up space at the county office building on 5th Street Extended. And the space that's freed up at Cobb 5th, what that would do is go towards supporting the mental health unit, the officers that are going to be picked and selected and staff for the new mental health unit. The JCPenney site is owned separately from the rest of Fashion Square Mall by Seminole Trail Properties, and Stewart said this use would not preclude redevelopment of the overall site in the future. The project is also outside of the jurisdiction of the Albemarle Architectural Review Board. The lease would be for 10 years, with options to extend that, as well as to expand to more of the JCPenney site in the future. 
The rent of $558,000 a year is based on $12.50 per square foot, and the rent would increase by 3.5% each year. And I can tell you, having looked at a number of industrial and commercial properties that we thought might, might be suitable options, that that is well below typical for the market. Final details will be worked out as the lease is negotiated. Albemarle Supervisor Ned Galloway lauded staff for negotiating a good price and said this was a good location for this use. This is an area where the Rio Smaria plan is. Uh, when we think of the county investing in this location, we can be a vibrant anchor tenant to an area that needs redevelopment and needs activity. What will it mean for the rest of the whole Albemarle US 29 area? Uh, that's something I'm really interested in figuring this out. This is certainly a use I hadn't expected at this location, and it'll be interesting to see if it really is a catalyst or just another place. Take a look at that Rio Road small area plan to see what else is in there. It's really quite interesting. And that's it, though, for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. And if you've ever been wondering if there's going to be a summer break for Charlottesville Community Engagement, we're sort of in it. I've not been working as hard to get these newsletters out. Uh, there's also been, um, I've been house sitting someplace. I'm about to go away on a trip because that I got some space and time at the moment. I'm hoping this week to write up as much as I can before next week. There might not be any newsletters or podcasts after the week ahead. I've got a rare opportunity to go on a vacation and I'm tempted to try to not pay attention. But that's the difficult thing you see. I don't want to stop paying attention to the items happening in the area in and around Charlottesville. In fact, I've set up Town Crier Productions to harness my curiosity about what's happening. And I have a passion for documenting what's going on. We're now in the third year of this experiment, and I'm grateful for everyone who has helped with a financial contribution to keep it going. The best way to make a financial contribution is by purchasing a subscription through Substack. If you do so, Ting will match your initial payment, which is fantastic. And if you sign up for their services through a link in the newsletter, you'll get a free standard install, your second month free, and a $75 downtown mall gift card. Enter the promo code COMMUNITY for full effect. We are definitely a podcast now. Music on the podcast version of the show comes from the DC sensation Vraki. And you can support that work by paying whatever you can for the album Regret Everything. It's available on Bandcamp. Go take a listen. Finally, if you've missed anything or want to do a deep dive on a topic, don't forget the Information Charlottesville Archive, almost 20,000 hits in its three years of existence. Uh, it's a slow burn, everybody. If you want to read articles on land use in Albemarle County, there's a tab. You can click on that. You want to hear all those articles about uh, the Virginia elections, which I've been tracking this whole year? You can click on that link. What about uncategorized articles? There's a lot in which I forgot to set a topic or tab, and maybe you can help me figure out what category they should be in. Do please send this on to someone else so I can continue to grow the audience and the archive, two things at the same time that both begin with the letter A. And A, thanks for reading and listening. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. We'll see you next time, hopefully tomorrow, because I do have a lot to get through before I go away on holiday. I don't want a holiday in the sun. Oh, wait, that's a... That's a different thing.